When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasser Show. Like, if you're looking just as far as spring pleasure and spring enjoyment is concerned, right now, at least from my seat, it's the Rangers and everybody else. The Nets aren't a championship team. I mean, the Nets probably aren't even a playoff team this year. They're not. But then that leaves us to the Knicks. This is a team that we were starting to talk about, a club that can maybe, just maybe, play all the way until June. So what am I getting at? What I'm getting at here is if you look at the springtime for this city and its sports, it might be the Rangers and everybody else. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number two on this Saturday morning, Dan Grosser Show, live and in living color. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number if you want to be a part of the conversation. Harvey and Joe are producing this morning. You can get me on the old X at Dan Grasa. So, a couple days ago, Don and I were holding down TMKS. And, you know, we had a, we had a fun time. And one of the things that I thought about, and we threw it on the air, and we had, you know, a lot of fun with it. Um, we're all sports fans, obviously, right? One time or another, maybe more so. But we've all had those moments. We've all had those events, those games where maybe we weren't at the stadium or the arena, weren't in front of the TV because we had something else to do. And then you sit there and you say, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Why didn't, oh, how did I miss that game? How did I miss this? How did I miss that? I'm not talking about things that were completely unavoidable. I'm talking about things that, you know, easily could have been rearranged for you to make sure that you watched said sporting event. So basically, the biggest sporting event that you have the most regret over missing because of something else you had going on in your life. You know, if it was unavoidable, for example, like if, you know, God forbid, you know, you were on your way to the stadium to watch a game and, you know, you blew a flat tire, you blew a tire and then you're on the side of the road for three and a half hours and you missed the game because of it. Like that, you didn't intend for that to happen. I'm just talking about, you know, you decided to meet up with some friends and that was the night that so-and-so hit, you know, four home runs and you missed the game because of, things like that. To me, there's two of them that stand out more so than any other. And I'd love to hear from you at 800-919-3776. I said on the other day, number one has to be, for me, go back to 1999, October. NLDS, Mets Diamondbacks, right? I had a buddy that was down in Philadelphia going to school. So for, like, weeks, we all tried to map out, like, okay, when was a good time to go down there, hang out, spend the day in the city, blah, blah, blah. So it was weeks in advance that we planned it for whatever weekend or whatever Saturday that was in October, not knowing what was going to, and obviously made sure that it was a Saturday because I didn't want it to be an NFL Sunday. Couldn't do that. We had football, we had jets, you know, you could, you couldn't miss NFL. So we said, all right, let's do it on a Saturday, right? College football, who cares? You know, will there be a playoff baseball game that day? Who the heck knows? And remember, I'll tell you even now that I'm thinking about it. So 
if you remember the Mets in 1999, they qualified for the playoffs on the last day of the season. Like, it wasn't even a guarantee that they were going to make it. Remember, they won game 162 at Shea Stadium on a pass ball, believe it or not, and then that only set up that one-game play-in, that 163 game in Cincinnati, Al Leiter, the complete game, they beat the Reds. So it wasn't even a guarantee that the Mets were going to be in the playoffs. So whenever I agreed to make the plans to go down there with a couple buddies or whatever to see my other friend, I said, all right, let's do it on this Saturday, second weekend of October, whatever the heck it was. Okay, so we stuck to it. Little did I know the way everything was going to unfold, Mets make the playoffs, they're in the division series, they're playing the Arizona Diamondbacks, right? They have a two games to one lead. In the series, game four, Shea Stadium on that Saturday, Mets could clinch. Mets could wrap up the series. How do I miss this game? This is a playoff game. How how could I miss this? Because I made plans to go see my buddy. And I said, the hell with it. We're going through with it. So here's what I did. Remember, this is 1999. This is before TiVo. This is before DVR, all these things. Or maybe there was TiVo, but I didn't have it. But So this was still like the VHS days, to where if you wanted to record something, you had to get the old blank tape, you had to put it in the VHS or in the VCR, you had to set the timer and record the game. That's what I did. Now, for those that don't remember that game, that ends up being, in extra innings, the infamous Todd Pratt, or the famous you know Todd Pratt walk-off home run. Steve Finley goes up to catch it, and you don't know for like five seconds whether or not Finley caught the ball or not because he's lying on the ground. You don't know if the ball's in the glove or not. Pratt wins the game. Mets win. They go on to the league championship series. So it's baseball. You never know how long these games are going to go. I did not take that into account. So here's what happens. Go down to Philly. We spend the entire day down there. This is before the cell phones, right? I have no idea what's happening in this game. I made it a point to not go in front of any television. And look, we went out, I remember we went out to dinners, bars, whatever. Like, I, I didn't look at any TV, nothing. Nothing. No radio, nothing. Had no idea what the score of the game was. Got home to Jersey that night. It had to be, I don't know, it was late. It was, you know, sometime around like 11, 12 o'clock, whatever it was. Go into my room, I watch the game. Have no idea the outcome. Sitting there watching it from the start. And now I'm like three plus hours in. Game is, you know, still unfolding. You have no idea what's going to happen. And then the game goes into extra innings. All of a sudden, my tape stops. Because I didn't set the recorder for a lot of additional extra time. Remember, it's baseball. You got no idea how long these games are going to be. There's no clock. I ran out of tape, and I still don't know who won the damn game. I go 12 hours, basically, on a potential playoff clincher. I have no idea if the Mets won a playoff series. I got no idea. I'm like, you got it. I almost exploded at like 2 o'clock in the morning. I would have woke up the whole house. So I hit stop on the thing. And I think I had one of the ESPNs on, on, on my TV. And remember back, in the, you know, you had the, the scroll on the bottom. It was like ESPN or ESPN News or whatever. One of the first things I see on the bottom line, it says NLCS, whatever day it was going to start, game one, Wednesday, Mets-Braves. Right there I said, Mets won. 
because obviously they're on to the NLCS and they're playing the Braves. And I had no idea how, and then I don't remember how the hell I found out because it wasn't, you know, there was no internet I could just go on or Twitter or something and see the clip and see the game unfold or anything like that. I think I had to, like, flip through all the channels and find whatever edition of SportsCenter or ESPN News or something just to find out how they won that game. And then I saw Pratt hit the home run. So that is the one to me that stands out. Like, the game that you missed live because you were off doing something that wasn't, like, you know, super-duper important. Like, if we had done it the following week, it still would have been the same thing. But I missed that one. And if I had to pick a number two, Harvey would appreciate this one. 2003 Eastern Conference Finals, Game 7, Devils-Ottawa Senators. Devils beat the Senators on the road. I think it was a 2-1 final. Jeff Friesen scores the eventual game-winning goal, like in the you know final couple of minutes there. I missed that game live because I was off having dinner with a buddy. Same thing, though. Tape the game, except this one I did set enough space for. And so, like, when I got home to watch it, I was able to see the entire thing and knew what happened. Those are, those are my two. Like, oh, how did you miss this? Harvey, you got one of those? And, and don't make it a soccer game that, like, nobody else in America saw. Like, do you have any other one that maybe people can relate to? No. No? He just Joe, took, what he about just you? took me out. How dare you? <laughs> I just took you out. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one. I almost had the Michigan-Alabama game spoiled because I, I was out to a birthday dinner for my girlfriend's grandmother. And this her, year, Michigan-Alabama? Yep. I almost I taped the game. I didn't want anybody uh, talking to me. And her sister almost, because her sister's husband is a huge college football fan, and they called to wish her a happy birthday. We were with them. And... She met. She just called me over and was like, "Joe." I was like, "Nope, I don't want. I, I have the tape. I have the game taped. I, I'm gonna watch it when I get home." I almost had that one spoiled for me. That would have killed me. Killed and that me. was was that New Year's Day this year? New Year's Day. Wow, and he had the birthday dinner on New Year's Day. Well, her birthday is on New Year's Day. Oh wow! So they literally like mm-hmm. they held true to it. Yep, that was that was gonna crush me if that happened. But and that's almost harder to do now than any other time in, in human history. Oh, it, it, Turning it's, your it's phone impossible. off. And, and it's impossible. I put it on airplane mode. I didn't want anybody talking to me. It's impossible. It's very hard to be done. I've done it twice. Twice. And I look, I used to make a living of it growing up. But again, this is in the pre-cell phone, pre-internet, pre-social media days. Like, I mean, regularly, like, for example, you know, it's summertime. They're in the baseball season. You're not going to stay in your house for 162 162- straight days or whatever and watch your team play so like if i was going to go out with you know buddies or whatever in in the summertime i would set the the vcr to record like the met game for example and i maybe you know i would be able to go through the entire day night or whatever not knowing what happened just go home and watch the game it wasn't that difficult back then now i don't know how you do it i really don't know how Thankfully, I don't have to experience that because this is, you know, it's my job. I, I'm supposed to know, and generally I'm on top of these type of things. But I, I don't know how you do it. Like Dave, remember Dave told the story, you know, he had that friend's party or whatever on that Saturday night during the NFL playoffs, and it wasn't even his team playing, but, like, he wanted everybody at the party to sign a waiver to where they weren't allowed to check their phones or to show any sort of rea- reaction as to what was happening in the game. The I think arrogance. that was the Niners-Packers game, right? The, the second round of the playoffs this year? The arrogance of the guy. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he can't do it. And I, I told him that. He can't do that. He can't expect people to abide by that because not everybody is is committed to the games. And that's for a sign at that point. Yeah, that's Don't gone. tell me about the game. Yeah, like, you know what? Show up wearing, like, one of those sandwich board signs. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Just, on your body. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me about the game. Right? Don't he, tell me. He knows this, too. Not everybody at that party cares about him either. Exactly. And you know what the other difficult part about it was? Too? Like, if you really wanted to master the art of staying in the dark on these type of things, I'm talking, again, like growing up back in the day. Another big key was you couldn't interact with anybody. You know what I mean? So, like, if, if, if let's say you went out, you recorded the game. When I did get home to go watch the game, I didn't want to see anybody before I sat down to watch the game because I knew that they knew. This is real, like, psychotic-type stuff. Like, I knew they knew what happened. And I could just tell even from, like, the way, you know, like a crinkle in their eyebrow or something. Like, if there was any sort of, like, interaction, I might be able to read into that and say, like, so-and-so won, so-and-so lost. Couldn't have any of it. It was lock me in the room for three hours or however long it's going to take to finish watching this game, and then I could come out and face the world again because you didn't want it spoiled. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> yeah, like we were talking during the break, too, and, and just how much more difficult it is nowadays to be able to pull something like that off because it's so easy to obtain the information and to find out what's happening now and, you know, just being, you know, almost impossible to avoid it. You can still do it because I accomplished it. I mean, I'm just talking like within like, let's say the last 10 years, like I was able to do it on occasion as long as it's something that most people don't care about. Like, for example, like, you know, I'm a big tennis guy. There were probably a handful of tennis matches you know, because tennis being the global game and, you know, tournaments and stuff are held internationally, like with the time difference. Like there are some matches that are being played in the middle of the night that, of course, I wanted to see live and, and not be not already know what was happening. So I would like DVR the match 
And then whenever I would wake up, I would go out there and watch it, and I would be able to get away with it and not know what happened. That, that was something that I was still able to pull off. But as far as, like, the major sports, and especially, like, in this, like, that's, that's tough to do. It really and truly is. All right, let's see what you guys think here. 800 3776 Just say hi to Ira Staten Island up next year on 9870 ESPN. Good morning, Ira. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dan. How are you? And, uh, yeah, it's interesting with the sporting events that you miss. I just have two or three that kind of stick in my craw. Yeah. The 68 title game with the uh, Raiders and the Jets. Because it was blacked out locally, right? Yep. And my father, you know, my friends went, and they wouldn't let me go with them. But I was a little younger, and my father had to work. He couldn't take me. And the following year, losing to the Chiefs, the same thing happened. And then also... The 98 um, championship game against the Broncos. Yeah. What happened was I was so convinced they were going to beat the Broncos that I left a deposit, which was very expensive for a trip for my son and I for the Super Bowl. And that money went towards the Super Bowl instead of flying out to Denver to watch the title game, which I wasn't disappointed I didn't get out there. But so those to me would be the three most but you watched the game. I mean, you watched the championship game. You just weren't no, no, there. I didn't watch it to midnight no, or in 98. Yeah, but the Raider game, which was the one they won, was the most important. But that game I had to listen to on the radio, but I couldn't really watch it. And they rebroadcast, well, they, they broadcast it at midnight that night after the game. And that's really the only time I got a chance that's, to watch that game. That it's it's it, it, Ira, isn't that incredible? Like, can you imagine now? You know what I'm saying? Like, can you imagine like the a conference championship game having to watch it on tape delay? Like, as big a behemoth as the NFL has become, that's almost like another world, another planet. It is, but you know something, Dan? I'll tell you, you appreciated it more because to me, right now, and well, listen, we all love our sports. But I think it's just every sport, I don't care what you follow, is all oversaturated. And that's the, I think that's the fine line I think Goodell is dancing with, with the NFL. Because, you know, once they start streaming, they're going to get around that rule with Friday and Saturday night games because of high school and college. Within the next two to five years, you're going to have NFL probably almost every night of the week. And, and that's it, it takes away the, you know, the anticipation and the special – you wait all week for a game, and then you can watch a game every night. Ira, I hear what you're saying, and I thank you for the phone call. Look, it breaks from tradition a little bit, at least from what we grew up watching. And remember, this year, you're going to get an NFL game on Friday night, the first weekend of the season, the game in Brazil with the Eagles. I don't know who they're playing yet. We'll have to find out. But So you're going to have the opener on Thursday night. You're going to have a game on Friday night. And then you're going to have all day Sunday. And then you're going to have the Monday. So opening, opening week slash weekend of the NFL season, you're going to get four nights of football. But there's an insatiable appetite for it. You know, I reuse the word like oversaturated. I mean, yeah, a lot of people forecasted that years ago, that it was too much of the NFL. Remember Mark Cuban came out and said, boy, you know, the NFL might be biting off more than they could chew right now. Well, there hasn't been any evidence of it. The ratings are in an all-time high. The demand is at an all-time high. You see what these networks are shelling out to be able to broadcast the NFL? Unless that changes, nothing else will as far as the schedule is concerned. Mark in New Jersey is up next year on 98.7. Mark, how are you? I'm doing good, Dan. How about you, man? Good, Mark. What's going on? So my event that I missed occurred on June 14th, 1994. 
I was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. Giant Ranger fan. You know, I've been a Ranger now. You know, I'm a freshman in high school. I'm I'm, a, I'm not one of these guys that's been a long time suffering Ranger fan forever. But sure. you know, I've got a lot of fans who are Devils fans who are constantly in my face, yelling 1940 and all this fun stuff. So I'm dying yeah. for the Rangers to win the cup. And sure enough, they get the game seven. I'm again, I'm a freshman in high school. And my issue was that that same night, I, I was a trumpet player back in high school. You know, a band geek and everything, but also a huge hockey fan. Please and I had a jazz band, band concert. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I had a jazz band concert that night to perform in on the night of Game Seven. Oh my! And gosh. what made this? Yeah. So what made this unique was that so I'm in high school and there was three parts to the concert. There was the middle school, then the high school, and then an alumni band full of a bunch of geezers, you know, that were performing after us. <laughs> so the game starts. The, the puck drops at the same time that the concert starts with the, oh with the middle gosh. school going. So, uh, hold on, this gets better. So I'm in the back listening on the radio to the first period. And I hear the first two goals. You know, I hear Leach score into the open net. I hear Graves score on the power play. It's 2 nothing. My brother, who's out in the auditorium watching, he comes running back and, like, high-fives me. We're pumping fists backstage, making all this noise while this concert's going on and everything. So now it's my turn to come to perform during first intermission of the game. It wound up perfectly. I got to listen Perfect. to the first period on the radio. But again, it's not the same thing. I'm not in front of the TV watching this. So now I get to perform. The high school goes, you know, I do my performance, blah, blah, blah. Now it's time for the old geezers to get up on stage and do their thing. So now I'm sitting in the audience. I got no radio on. I don't know what's going on. My brother's sitting in the auditorium across from me, on you know, the other side of it, with a Walkman on, listening to the game. All of a sudden, he stands up in the middle of the performance while there's 65-year-old guys doing this sax solo, and he puts up three fingers, and he puts up one finger, and then puts up two single digits, letting me know that Messier scored the goal to make it three to one. So now I'm freaking out. I'm like, God, I just want to get home and watch this game. What is going on? It goes on and on and on. We're there for about a good 30, 45 minutes. He stands up again later on, puts up the three and the two, letting me know Vancouver scored. It's three to two. I'm like, oh, my God, I just want to get home and watch this game. I finally made it home with about maybe six or seven minutes left to go in the game. Got home in time to watch Helter Skelter at the end and got to see the Rangers win the cup. But I was, I'm a 14-year-old, and I found out that quickly that night what an ulcer was, basically. That, Mark, you know what? That is a great story. What high school was this, by the way? Carney High School. I'm okay, Carney, Carney High, high school. school. Now, if, if this was me, okay, now, now let me ask you this question. Where would you put the Rangers in your pecking order of favorite teams? Uh, number one, hands down. I, okay. I'm a, a Ranger fan, a Yankee fan, and a Jets fan. I can care less if the Yankees or Jets ever do another thing again. I, Rangers are my team. They're number one in my heart. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you, ha, ha, is the trumpet still a big part of your life? Like, have you performed at Lincoln Center recently or anything like that? <laughs> no, I have not. I've actually thought about picking it up again and trying to join some type of old geezer band, I guess, now being a 45-year-old. But, um, no, it's not a part of my life at this point. But the Rangers right. are still very part of my life. Now, in hindsight, okay, and, and again, at, at the time we all make decisions, we try to get the information that's available to us and make the best decision we possibly can. Hindsight 2020, 30 years later, the fact that you're not a professional trumpet player, like you said, it's probably collecting dust somewhere in the garage. I think 14-year-old Mark, freshman, Kearney High School, Rangers, the most important thing in my life, Game 7, haven't won a cup in 54 years. I think you got to come up with some sort of excuse, not go to the concert. I think you got to watch Game 7 live. 
I, I believe me, I I tried it. to think of every excuse in the book. I I really really wanted. What about to, what I, about I food know. poisoning, Mark? Botulism, something like that. I mean, that's something you can't prepare for. It just happens. <laughs> they can't they can't call you out on it. I, listen, in hindsight, Dan, you nailed it right on the head. That's probably what I should have done, but. You know, things worked out in the long run. Obviously, I've watched the game now about 900 times since then. But, you know, having to sit, you know, listening to the first period on the radio and then relying on my brother to put fingers up in the air in terms of what's going on to give me a play-by-play. It, it, you I, guys, again, you guys should have joined the... Tonight. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. Mark, thanks for the phone call. That is a, that is a great story. You, you and your brother should have joined the military. You got, like, all the signals and the hand codes and everything. I mean, you could have been out there on the battlefields communicating to all the uh, the troops and everything, trying to give scores at Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> Three, one, two. <laughs> I, wow. I, my gosh. Because I, I think I could probably say at that age, like the high school years, that was probably, like, as far as fandom is concerned, those are the peak fandom years. At least they were for me. You know, you're older, so you understand it a little bit more, let's say, than, you know, when you were first getting into it. So you, you, you really appreciate the nuances and everything of the sports. You know, that age, like, the, you know, the hormones running wild. Like, that, that's when the passion is there for the sports. If that's me, okay, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm going to the concert. I, I don't think I can. And I don't think that the rest of the people in the in the the band would look down upon you. I don't think that they would like alienate you for the rest of your high school years and not talk to you again. You know, I I guess everybody probably knew Mark was like a diehard Ranger fan. Like he was a crazy Ranger fan. He probably wore like Ranger stuff to school all the time. So they knew, and they knew it was Game Seven. I mean, it was like the biggest story in in in, in the tri-state area. Everybody knew Rangers Game Seven, nineteen forty. So if he wasn't there that night, they probably knew why. I still think you got to do it. You got to do it. You know, they weren't playing Carnegie Hall. They weren't playing Radio City, Lincoln Center. You know, it's not like they were sitting in with the Boston Pops or something like that. It's freaking Carnegie High School on a June night in 1994 in in an old sweaty gym. Rangers have had one of those nights in... 84 years. Carney High School, I'm sure, has the band performance once a year, maybe twice. Catch the next one. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Some news here before we get back to the fun of this little exercise that we've stumbled upon here. Giants look like they're going to be making a roster move, trying to continue to free up some cap space here. And more importantly, they're going to have to fill another spot on that offensive line. Jeremy Fowler, our buddy from ESPN, tweeting out that the Giants plan to release guard Mark Lewinsky. I don't know if that's necessarily breaking news. Um, remember, he had kind of been shuttered, shuttled in and out of that starting lineup. Um, that was not exactly a move that, that, that paid the best of dividends for them. Now, it saves them 5.7 on the cap. I got to see what the dead money is, too. I got to look that up on the old uh, spot rack there. But um, now you look at this Giants offensive line, and we knew that there was going to have to be holes filled on that unit anyways. Thomas is not going anywhere. Schmitz is not going anywhere. I mean, Evan Neal, you hope that he's going to be able to nail down a starting spot next year. I don't know where that's going to be, but you hope. You can't punt on that draft choice just yet. This is probably like last chance for him. So you're looking at two spots minimum on that offensive line that you're going to have to fill now if you're the Giants. You know, we'll see if they bring Pew back. Who the heck knows? So they are going to be in the market for some linemen here. It's not just going to be the Jets. As we know, but the Gawinski one, um, I don't care what he was rated by PFF. Remember, he was a guy that they weren't exactly satisfied with, and that was, you can't blame Gettleman on that one. That was a Shane move before the 2022 season there. So uh, Mark Lewinsky going to be out there on the open market, according to the reports at least. 800-919-3776. Sporting events you regret missing for whatever reason it might be. Uh, let's say hi to Matt in Matawan up next here on 98.7. Matt, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dan. I'm good. So, uh, yeah, let's go back to 1998. Okay. And uh, my birthday is July 18th, which is okay. the same birthday as Joe Torrey. Really? Actually. Yeah. And uh, big Yankees fan. My great-grandmother was a big Yankees fan, so it's in my family. So it's going back, like, generations now with the Yankees. Generations. I mean, my great-grandma said one time she was going to a game and Phil Rizzuto passed her on the highway. You want to hear Phil Rizzuto? I grew up a block away from Phil Rizzuto. True story. Really? Wow. I I, I lived a block away from Phil Rizzuto, and and when I was in high school, my bus stop was, like, on the – basically, like, a a, – on the corner of the, the block that he lived on. And I always remember, like, we're standing out there. It's, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning. We're freezing our you-know-what's off in the wintertime. And then Phil would always be out, like, bright and early and, and you know, running his errands. And he would always, like, wave to us when we uh, were standing out there freezing on the bus stop. Yeah, that's my Phil's oh, wow. story. Yeah. That's awesome. So my mom says, oh, I'm going to take you to a Yankees game for your birthday. So I'm all okay. excited about that. And then the day of, like, we used to scalp tickets. Like, it was in those times when it wasn't that big a deal or whatever. So we didn't get <laughs> right. tickets ahead of time. <laughs> Authorities be damned. We used to scalp tickets. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the day of, it was 98 degrees. Mm-hmm. So my mom says, I'm really sorry. It's just too hot. I'm not going to go to the game. We have a pool in the backyard. You could invite a friend over. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. So... We're in the pool, and I'm eight years old, so I'm not locked into every Yankee game, obviously. But, I, you know, I was excited to go, and I was bummed out that we didn't go. And I'm in the pool, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, my mom yells, oh, you guys got to get up here. You guys got to get up here. 
David Cohn is pitching a perfect game. And I got to watch the end of it on TV, but, you know, we were going to go to that game, and we didn't go because it was too hot, and I missed history. Well, that was 99, not 98. Remember, the Cone oh, okay. perfect yeah, game was a year was later. Wells. Okay, so, yeah, 99, July 18th. So I was nine years old. Okay, yeah, I got the year mixed up. But, yeah, so he pitched a perfect game on my birthday, and I was supposed to go. So it was and, so uh, so it was hot. So let me get this right, okay? I yeah. Look, I get it. You know, some of those days in the summer, it's brutal. It's, it, it's one of 162. You're not thinking it's going to be anything important. Um, you're playing the, you know, the crummy Montreal Expos at that point. You're thinking, I, I mean, I'm not going to go out there and sweat my you-know-what off at the stadium. What could possibly happen? And then you have Yankee history. Exactly. How long did and it like, take you to live was, that down? It was my, it, if it was my decision, I would have went, even if it was hot, you know, but I was a kid, so my mom didn't want to go in the heat, so we didn't go. Now, did that create any friction between you and your mom for, like, years moving forward? No, no, no. She made it up to me. She took me to a bunch of games after that, so it, it, I understood. It was okay. But I, I would always bring it up. You know, I would always tell her, you know, every once in a while, you know, we could have saw history. <laughs> I, you know, like, so you're only nine years old. I would have held it against her for another nine years until you turned 18, maybe get a car out of it. You know what I mean, Matt? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should have. Good call, Matt. Appreciate you. See, that, that's what I would have done. You know, my 18th birthday, I would have been like, yo, Mom, remember what happened nine years ago today? Remember that one? Little David Cohn action? Yeah. That's tough. Like, those are one. See, that's why you never know what you're going to see at a baseball game. I know it's the longest season. It's 162. I know that some people say, well, every game doesn't matter. Who cares? But you never know if you're going to see history that day. Like, a no-hitter, a perfect game. That's why I always... Set the DVR when, when these games are on, like Mets, because you never know if that's going to be like a historical moment. Wow, it's too hot. I don't want to go to the game. I mean, it's baseball. It's July. Of course it's going to be hot. It's not like it took you by surprise. Oh, brutal. Joe, you ever been to a no-hitter or a, a, a perfect game or anything like that? One second. I've been. You've been? You'll laugh at this. Yeah. June 25th, uh-huh. 2022. Mm-hmm. It was a 90-degree day at Yankee Stadium. Hot as can be. Mm-hmm. The oh, Yankees cute. are playing the Astros. And I believe it was Christian Javier on the mound. And they combined for a no-hitter against the Yankees. You were at the combined no-hitter. I was I was in left field when, uh, when um, who was it? When Altuve hit the home run. I was like, the next section over. Next row over. So you went to the combined no-hitter. Yep. One of the worst days of my life. So damn hot. I still I think I still have those on those tan lines from that day. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, so now it's between you and, and, and Matt. I mean, this is it's almost like we're breaking news here. Like it's hot at these summer baseball games. Like it, it is to be expected, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see if you can get a luxury suite next time. You want to venture out to those, you know, balmy conditions at the ballpark in the summer. Oh, man. Let's say hi to Robin Lindbrook. He's up next. Rob, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dan. How are you? Rob, I'm doing great. What's going on? No, nothing. My story is a little bit of an opposite of what you're talking about. Me and my boys in 96 had tickets for opening day, Yankees, and we went to the snow game. That Kansas the City. Beat the Royals. 
Yep. Yes. And the Yankees decided to reward all the fans that decided to show up to the day with free tickets for another game. So they gave you an option of like five different games to pick from. Mm-hmm. One of them was the Mariners. And we're like, you know what? Let's go see the Mariners. You know, Edgar, Ken Griffey Jr., A-Rod. Why not? So we go to the game, and it ends up being a Dwight Gooden no-hitter. Wasn't that against – that was against the Mariners? Yep. Why did I think that was against Cleveland? Or no, because Doc ended well, up then ended up Cleveland with Cleveland, was Jim right? Cleveland That's was Jim it. Abbott back in That's the day. it. That's it. And against the Ma- so, because of the free voucher you got from sitting in the snow on opening day, you got a no hitter. Yep, and that was unbelievable. We didn't even get we had, the tickets were all the way in the upper deck, all the way up. But it was a party from the fifth inning on when now, everybody realized what was going on. Now, did you buy a lot? Did you, on the way home? Did you go buy a lottery ticket? Because think about the luck that was on your side that night. I know. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I was. We were only. I mean, we were seniors in high school, so we were 16, 17 years old. There wasn't even like, you know, lottery wasn't really a thought, you know? That is, incre- that is incredible. Robbie, that is, that is a stroke of I luck for it. you there. Good phone call. I- Appreciate it. That's a, that's, see, that's a good one. You know, you talk about being rewarded. I remember that opening day well. Um, that was during, like, spring vacation or whatever, like in high school. And it was snowing. I remember I was, like, taking my driver's test that day. I think I told that story the other day. Somebody brought that up the other day when Don and I were talking about this on Thursday. I, I was taking my driver's test that day, like in the snow. You know, it was like wet snow, really weird that it was happening in April. But, yeah, the Yankees were playing the um, home opener that day against Kansas City. Pettit was on the mound. I remember that. And I, I remember we were talking. It's like, boy, you think the Yankees are going to play today? Oh, with the snow, who knows? You took a driver's test on the snow? Well, it wasn't like 7 to 10 inches. It was like a, it was a wet snow. So it was basically like white rain that was falling. Did you, know, you like fail it wasn't the, sticking. Did you fail the written test beforehand or no? No. No, but you know what I ended up doing, though? I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not afraid to admit this. I'll admit this. Uh-oh. Yeah. So you go, you go to the DMV, and ultimately, like, that's like your final, like, you take that test with the instructor, like, at the DMV, right on their, like, little course that they have. So I, I passed and everything, but then when I looked at the, the grading, like, he failed me on reverse driving because I guess like by the letter of the law you're supposed to like when you're driving in reverse you're supposed to like physically turn your head around and look back and look out the back window when you're navigating the car I didn't do that I used my mirrors I had it all figured out I just used the rear mirror and I'm like I'm good and so I guess he didn't take to that too kindly and he took points off of that but I'm still here I still get around I'm good to go you don't take pictures of the of your parking spot anymore like like DNR says no, I had to, though, that one time. I had to. And it's a good thing I did because I didn't remember what my license plate was. That's why. Do you remember your license? Like, right now, if I ask you what's your license plate, do you remember it? Yes. Well, then that's not a good example. But for a long time, <laughs> I didn't. I don't, I don't know. But that should be, like, one of the top five things you know by heart. Yeah, but I've had, like, a lot of license plates. Like, I, you know, I change cars every few years. I don't remember. It's a wow, you got, you got it like that, huh? Changing houses, changing cars. What's next? No, same house, changing, changing cars, though. Changing cars. you got to freshen it up a little bit, you know? Things get stale. Got to move it on. Got to move it on. You're not going to eat at the same restaurant every single day, right? You're going to change it up a little bit. Yeah, the one You're that I went to last night, all oh, my days, man. Oh. Not, not, not the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, my goodness. Overrated. Uh, I love their bread. Whoa! And- 
Oh, yeah. Shots fired. You know what? <laughs> I don't. Hey, we talked about this. I, I mean, I know that it's popular and everything. I mean, cheesecake, it's okay. Cheesecake Factory, but it's not like I'm not sitting there waiting 45 minutes for it like some people do. Their cheesecake is great. Everything else, you know, it's. Eh. Yeah, but you know what? I could go for I could go for cheesecake a lot of different places, like if you know, it, or any dessert. You can probably go to the shop right next to the pumpkin pies or apple pies or whatever you get, and they stop have and it. shop apple crumb pie. That is the dessert <laughs> from Stop and Shop, and it will be consumed. When is um when's Easter coming up again? What is that like at the end of the month? That's when we're going to be partaking in the uh, apple crumb pie from Stop and Shop. Thank you. you, you gonna, are you going to make a fuss like last time or no? Yeah, if I don't get it. <laughs> But I but I'm confident that it'll happen. But I, I just had I that I have to go get it. That's the only thing. I don't trust people getting it for me. I have to get it myself. Because I make sure that I get one that's somewhat fresh. I don't want one that's that was see they 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 try to play games on innocent people, and pawns that they think don't know any better. So they'll put stuff that maybe came out of the oven, let's say like three four days ago, and they'll put it out on the counter for people to eat, like animals to take home, like they're getting some tarnished goods. I don't play by those rules. Would so you what miss they a- do is they they put the fresh ones like at the very bottom of the pile. So I'll be that guy like taking the whole pile and the whole display apart to make sure I get the fresh one at the very bottom. I know their games. I know their tricks. Would you miss a game or any any sporting event because you had to have the pie before before consuming the event? No. Like I said, I, I, I'm not obese. I don't sit there and eat like apple pie on a regular basis. I eat it on occasion for holidays and stuff like that. But no, it will never cost me a game. No, of course not. Of course not. And then after, like I said, after that, like one or two days or whatever it is, I'm not going to eat it again for months. It's not a part of my balanced diet. I like to vary it up. You know that. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Talking about sporting events that you regret missing because of, you know, life happening or whatever pops up in our day in and day out. Let's say hi to Alicia from Mississippi. Boy, we got the reach down south. Alicia, good morning. How are you? Uh, Let me take out speakers. Sorry. Um, So, sorry, I just walked out of the dollar store while I was on hold. Um, Any good finds today in the dollar store or what? Um, I actually just went to get carbonated water, so nothing exciting. Um, Nice. Very good. um, So the game wasn't that big of a game, but it was um, Marcus Timms' home run against Randy Johnson in 0-2. So uh, it was his first home run. Um, And, of course, it was right after the World Series um, that we lost. 
Uh, but I went skating with my friends. I was 12 years old, and um, I hear my phone, my uh, my name over the loudspeakers. So, of course, this was before cell Like, I didn't have a cell phone. Right. And I go up there, um, and I get a phone call. And my dad's on the phone screaming, I think I'm in trouble. And uh, he's telling me about the home run. And uh, so it was just kind of funny how it happened. And then I get home, and he had printed off a picture of Tim's, like, rounding the bases and taped it to my door. Um, so it's just like a really fun memory. The game was, you know, a nothing burger, but the memory's fun. No, I, and I remember that too, Alicia, and good phone call. I appreciate it. Wasn't that Marcus Tim's debut, if I remember as well? I want to say that it was his call-up. I could be wrong. But, yeah, two kind of just obscure names or, you know, far from Hall of Famers that, you know, had a good swing or two against Randy Johnson in, in New York. Marcus Timms and, of course, Joe McEwing in the Mets. Joe McEwing, like, owned Randy Johnson. Owned him. Let's say hi to Justin and Tom's River up next year on 98.7. Hello, Justin. How are you? Great, Dan. How are you? Thanks for taking the phone call, as always. You know, it brought back a lot of memories. You know, I, you know, I'm the type of person where I will not miss a game that I want to watch for the, for the life of me. My wife argues with me all the time. We end up butting heads over it. But when I was younger, Dan, I believe I was a sophomore in high school. It was Game Seven of the ALCS. So this, you know, my my dad's side of the family is the sports side of the family. That's where I get my passion from. My mom's side, my grandfather was in the Air Force. They're a military kind of family. So complete complete polar opposites. Don't understand. Right. So what ended up happening was I remember one of the games in the ALCS ended up getting postponed due to rain. What year are we talking, Justin? What year are we talking? This is 2003, the ALCS game seven. Gotcha. So what happened was it was my grandfather's 60th birthday. My birthday is October 23rd. His birthday is October 16th with the game ended up falling on due to one of the games being postponed due to rain Mm -hmm. earlier in the series. So what happened was I was I was refusing to go. I was I don't. My father's like, your keister's going. I, I don't want to miss the game either, but we're going. So they rented out a really nice place for him for a sixty, you know, surprise sixtieth birthday party. I end up disappearing into the back with the guys in the kitchen watching the game. So now everybody's starting to say goodbye. They're having their coffees and desserts. I'm in back watching the game. Aaron hits the walk off in the game. I end up yelling out an obscenity during the game when he hit the walk-off because everybody's <laughs> leaving and they find out where I was the whole entire game. Never heard that, the end of that one, but it was it was definitely memorable. I'll never forget that. And that was a Thursday night, if I'm not mistaken. Does that sound about right? That, that It's a long time ago. I, I, I remember it wasn't on the weekend. It was either a Thursday or a Friday. Yeah, it was a Thursday because I, I remember why. And, Justin, that's a good one. Thanks for the phone call. I was an intern back then. OK, at the old 1050. And I remember the next day we had to do something in the city. And I remember it was a Friday. So, like, you know, reported for duty. Uh, I forgot what event or whatever it was we were going to. But I remember it was a Friday. And that was all the rage and all the talk. Is it what happened the night before with Boone uh, hitting that home one off of um, Tim Wakefield? Incredible. And by the way, thoughts and prayers to you know the Wakefield family. I'm just an awful, awful set of circumstances. You know, we lost Tim. Um, you know, several months ago, and, and now just this past week, his, his wife just passed away. So really, just feel awful for the, the children and the family uh, to have that happen that close. I mean, just, just unimaginable. It really is. 